championship. Can you feel Candlestick? Welcome to Cover 49. I am your host, Tesh. Got my main man, Chrissy Chris, in the house. What's going on, Chris? What's up, y'all? Nothing much, man. You know, another day, another hard-earned dollar. And then we got Jamal the Bagman in the house. What's going on, Jamal? Not much, man. Happy to be here. Chris, who is your favorite superhero? Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go with Iron Man. I like that uh, rich man swag, you know. He, had, he was smart. He was rich, you know, and he liked to... Uh, Dabble in the, the nightlife. Oh, that's what you like. You like the, the what you call it, the juice? Yeah, buddy. The, What's the that? Juice. What's that song, dude? Your song was back in the day. Don't open up the window. Oh, the antidote. Yeah. That's, got another friend of the pod. Hey, that was like a year ago. That was like a year <laughs> ago. That was like a few years ago. That was like 2016. All right. You know. Yeah. I, still, I still had the juice back then, but you know, now I'm, I'm like a like a light, you know, I don't got that type of juice anymore. Yeah. No, Jamal, favorite superhero? Black Panther, T'Challa, R.I.P. Chuck Boseman. Wakanda forever. Also, uh, you know, Killmonger's pretty dope, though. Shout out to Michael Jordan. Yeah. He's, he's going to be on the new one, isn't he? I hope to God so, man. Someone's got to save it. I heard that yeah. it was going to be like his sister. It was going to be Black Panther's sister, going to be the new Black Panther. Yeah, I'm down with that. I mean, it's uh, it's in the comic books, so I'm down for it. Is it? Yeah. Well, this isn't the Black Panther podcast, but let's get into it. The Shit. Niners, uh, they made a couple signings. <laughs> they signed a couple safeties. One of them that I really like, who is Tart. Uh, how do you pronounce his first name, Jamal? Chukwaski. Jakowski, Jakowski. The key was silent. Both Jimmy Ward and Tart played for the same high school football team together. Is that correct, or am I thinking about two different other players? No, that's hundred percent correct. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, you're due. You're due. Yeah, I'm due. No, but uh, these guys got chemistry like no other. You know what I mean? They're like an old married couple. They might uh, argue or. Uh, get on each other's nerves, but on Sunday they're performing. Um, I think they both complement each other very well. Jamal, what does Tart bring to the table? Like I said before, uh, I'm not a biggest fan of Jaquaski Tart. I think he's injury prone. He throws himself around way too much. He's not really a true playmaker, but uh, he knows the system inside and out, and the team knows where he's going to be at uh, every play. So while he might not be the healthiest dude, at least he knows the defense that we run. With a new defensive coordinator too, and that's gonna definitely help out. Chris, does Tart have the juice still? Can he still bring it? Uh, I think he can bring it. Um, I don't know if consistently for a 16 game uh, schedule because his playing style limits him. Limits him only to, in my opinion, I would say maybe nine to 12 games. You know, because he's just flying around. You know, him and Wrecking Ball just out there flying. But uh, like I said, it used to be, I'm I'm happy with that one year deal. You know, give him a chance to boost up his market. You know, maybe even uh, build up our back our confidence in with him. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm kind of with the bag man on this one. Yeah, I'm 
I'm all right. It's all right. Right. No, definitely. Uh, I think I'm more positive about this signing than you guys because um, he's due for a good season, I think. But we'll see. Um, Chris, I think I may have found a new nickname for you. Uh, Jamal, what do you think about the juice? I feel like uh, that's kind of played out, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we say to you. So, Jamal, you do not like the uh, nickname that I just gave Chris of the juice? Yeah, I'm not a fan, but um, we could, <laughs> yeah, we could do better. At. We could definitely do better. Chess is always good at giving bad nicknames. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress, man. Work in progress. Got, you got the juice. You got the bag, man. I like it's it. Right. We got the juice and the bag, man. What about CJ? Nah. No. Oh, cranberry juice. Cranberry <laughs> juice. All right, the juice is not sticking. I'll come up with something else. <laughs> we'll see Chris, the does, Chris has a quote unquote the juice. Um, so this podcast is about the quarterbacks, and um now that is a position that we've been kind of waiting on. Um, I've been waiting on it just to see if the Niners will um do something about it. And so far we got, we will actually, I was going to say we got one quarterback on the roster, but we got two quarterbacks on the roster. And anybody guess who's the second one is. Pride. Let's go. Are you talking about Don't. Josh Johnson? Josh Johnson. Local that guy's still getting chased. Still kicking yeah, man, Josh, around. Oh, dude. Man, oh no, we got that. three quarterbacks on the roster. Cause I forgot That's we crazy. got, uh, What's his what's the old boy's name that was uh got drafted by the Cardinals in the first Josh Rosen, bro. He's still Josh too. Rosen. Man, we oh, got man. we got quarterbacks That's the on quarterbacks right on there. quarterbacks. Yeah. That's the franchise right franchise there. Franchise right Rosen. there. Oh man. Man. I'm scared. So okay. We got uh James Garoppolo. We got Cut Josh him. Rosen. And then we got what's his name again? Drew Rosen. Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen. Jeez. Josh Rosen. We got two Joshes. We got Josh Johnson and Josh Rosen. Yes, sir. Who's Drew Rosen, the agent? He's an agent somewhere. Drew Rosen. Maybe Drew Rosenfeld? Yeah. Or Drew Rosenhouse or something. Whatever, off topic. Well, maybe he can find his quarterback. Because. Don't cost us. Because, well, all right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. And we're going to save one James Garoppolo for the latest, or for the latest, for the last. Um, Let's talk about C.J. Bethard. Beat hard. Um, a guy, well, I think he's cut, but a guy that uh, we traded up for and we drafted him in the third round, Jamal. Yeah, third round in uh, 2017, handpicked by Kyle Shanahan. Chris, give me your thought about CJ Bethard's tenure. Ah, man, it's like a roller coaster. You know what I mean, there's some, there were some highs, you know, he had his moments, uh, everyone's, you know. Like uh, last year when he come in for uh, Mullins, you know, everybody was like, oh, we should be starting him. And then he gets in the game and it's like, ooh, I see why not. But, I mean, uh, I think we're time to move on uh, from him. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, we wasted it, but I feel like he had, he had, his, he had his moments. He had his time to shine. And it's a what have you done for me lately type of league. And, and the way the quarterbacks are producing now, it's like, let's get rid of them quick. It's like how they're gonna they're thinking about you know moving off of Tua, you know that how that hype was, you know they didn't see nothing from them. But I mean that those days of just uh, being patient are kind of out the window. 
So CJ Beathard, for me, I'm like, we got a good run with you. I mean, you look like at best a, a good backup. But even then, I'm like, oh, we can upgrade that position. So my, my two words, cut him. Yeah, he's an enigma, man. I mean, his most playing time came in 2017 with uh, Pierre Gonçon, who was out of his prime, and a George Kittle in his rookie year. So he had no one to really help him out. I think his best attribute was that was, he was tough. That's what everyone told him about him. Like, that boy can take a hit. That's all he can do. But um, he just didn't – he didn't evolve as a quarterback. I don't know. It's, it's a shame being handpicked by Kyle Shanahan in the third round and just didn't amount to nothing. Right. Um, I think the whole being tough in the NFL is kind of granted – I mean, not granted – everybody's tough. You know what I mean? If you're playing in the NFL, you've been playing football your whole life, you're tough. I think if you're playing quarterback in the NFL, you're tough. I don't think he's tougher than Cody Pickett. You know what I mean? That dude was uh, wrangling bulls. So uh, I don't think tough can get you anywhere. Uh, you got to be able to see what you're doing. Uh, you got to be able to dissect defenses. You got to be able to improve every single week. Uh, defense will cater to your weaknesses and attack your weaknesses, and I just don't think he ever improved his weaknesses. It's been a bust, if you will. You know I mean? Usually the word bust is saved for first-rounders, maybe second-rounders, but when you're getting traded up for a third-rounder in Kyle Shanahan's first year of being a head coach, and, you know, it's not fair to C.J. Beathard. It's never fair to the bust, but, you know I mean, you were drafted to be more than a third-string quarterback. Which brings us to the second string quarterback. And I feel like this guy lost a millions and millions of dollars. But Chris, what is your thought on Mullins? Oh yeah. The theme <laughs> of the night, I guess. Cut him. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm crazy that they we ended up giving him uh, I was shocked when I saw that he got a uh, 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 we re-signed him or gave him a contract extension. I was like, man, I don't know what they see in him. I mean, he's he, his style of play is just like backyard football. You know, like you play on Thanksgiving, he's just out there just slinging that thing to anybody. I mean, that's not no fixed magic, man. That's that's more than none. <laughs> so, uh, um, not too many nice things to say about this guy, but just leave it at that. Uh, I don't know how he made the team. Keep getting them checks. That's all I'm going to say. Did you, did you drop the – my mama said, if you don't got anything nice, don't say anything else on them. Or, or, yeah, that one, or like my mama said, shoot, tell them the truth. Don't lie to them, baby. Don't lie to them. Also, uh, I remember sending you the fake uh, tweet that said we uh, re-signed Mullins. We never signed Mullins. It was just like a fake tweet. Oh, you go over here sending out fake fake news, huh? Yeah, I thought I told you, but you, I guess you didn't see that in the group chat. Nah, man, our group chat be wild, man. It'd be like 30 <laughs> in a row, and then it's all oh, and then. Shoot, if you, if you missed one thing, you missed it because we be going. Oh, I apologize for that. We didn't sign Mullins yet, but uh, I hope we don't. I hope we don't. <laughs> Jamal, you got anything nice to say about Mullins? Nah, man. Like you said earlier, man, he I think he lost a lot of money. Um, he played well in spurts last year, uh, 2019. And uh, I think this year we're hoping that he could be that backup quarterback, maybe take over Jimmy G because he got that huge contract. And uh, after that Giants and the Giants and Jets little stretch, he just couldn't get it together. And the Eagles game, man, that was 
brutal. Oh man, I was I was pissed. Yeah, that was I think I turned the season around. We just we were coming off a couple highs and that performance, I think what two pick sixes. Yep. The last one was a backbreaker. But um all you gotta know is man, he's four and twelve as a as a starter. That's all you gotta know. Yeah, well, this one I got to wear a little bit. Like, you know, I'm not no famous tweeter or anything like that. If I was, people would be finding my old tweet saying, Mullins isn't as good as Garoppolo, but he can make the offense run. And uh, that was by far not the case. Uh, Garoppolo is way better than Mullins. He's not even in the same category as Garoppolo, which says, says a lot. But, uh, yeah, it, I just thought the beginning of the Eagles game, I remember Kurt Warner was on the radio. And Court Warner was talking about that Mullins is going to be the next quarterback to get paid and that uh, everybody is kind of sleeping on Mullins. And Mullins, you know, he he studies hard. He's the first one in the uh, room and the last one to leave and all that blah, 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 blah. What he should have done, he should have slept more, came in a regular time and left before everybody. He probably would have been better. But uh, I'm really glad to let him go. Uh, there might be a chance for you to sign him because there's nobody else left in the free agency, but hopefully that's not the case. I mean, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. So, Tommy John's, uh, I forgot he got Tommy John surgery. Go, honestly, yeah, yeah, man, he, he pitched a nine, nine, nine inning shutout. So, uh, <laughs> he, pitched, he pitched a one inning, fourteen home run. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, we had a four from the first. What's the what's the equivalent of throwing two pick sixes in a game to a baseball pitcher, Jamal? Ooh, getting a line drive that nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that one hurt. <laughs> yeah, pitchers don't wear cups either, so. Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then giving up a run in the same hit, right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, staying in the game. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> no, it's not. Come, come on. You got to get out of the game. You got to get out of the game. They're going to have to carry me off. <laughs> Before we get to uh, James Garoppolo, I, I forgot to bring it up uh, against CJ uh, with CJ Bethard. I don't think it was fair at all. We're, we're talking about pitchers, right? And, you know, usually you give them a couple uh, warm-up pitches to uh, kind of warm up the shoulder a little bit before you go out there. I remember, I forgot that one game where they pulled the Mullins out and they put Bethard in, and they were like, dude, throw the ball as far as you can without getting warmed up. I was like, well, oh, that's kind of messed up. That's cool. Well, that's how the year was for us. Just go out there. Was, you ain't got no time to warm up. Just go out there. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't recall the exact game, but um. But you remember the moment, though, right? Yeah, it was just garbage time. Just what was it like before halftime? Just throw it up, see what could happen. Yeah, kind of tells you everything you need to know about Mullins. He doesn't have a strong enough arm to throw it down the field. So I'm gonna let you guys dive in first, and uh, Jamal, open it up, bro. Tell us what you got to tell us about James Garoppolo. <laughs> Jimmy GQ, man. Um, I Don't mean, stop, I, Jimmy. Some, somebody's got to defend him, bro. And I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take that one. You're a good man. So, right off the bat, twenty-four and nine as a starter. Twenty-four and nine. Without him, you're seven twenty-six. I mean, those those numbers alone show you that Higgins is a capable quarterback. I know he's missed about twenty-three games as a 49er. He's turning 30 in November, so he's starting to that uh, backside of his career. But um, a couple of cool little facts. His career as a 49er, 67.5 completion percentage, first in franchise history. Pass rating, 98.1, second behind Steve Young. The, uh, you know, these are just numbers. 
but he's definitely the team loves him. The fans are iffy with him. And uh, that $26.4 million that he's owed this year, it's not that bad. I know it sounds like a lot for what he's been doing for us, but $26 million for a starting quarterback in the NFL, that's not too bad at all. So um, especially right now, there's no one available via free agency. There's only one name I want for your trade. So I'm, I'm rolling with Jimmy G uh, this year. Got him. <laughs> you know, I mean, those are all good points that uh, Jamal was saying. You know, the numbers wise, it looks good on paper, but on the field, uh, you don't really have, you know, paper. You got to kind of just be able to get the job done. And in all the biggest moments, uh, I mean, he has had the couple of games where, you know, he stepped up for us. But um, to me, the biggest moments, he, he kind of got small. You know, those that's when those numbers to me kind of get thrown out the window. You know, it looks all, like you said, Jimmy GQ. It looks all, you know, cute and everything like that. But sometimes you got to get a little dirty. You got to, you know, you got to grind it out. And uh, all the games against Seattle, to me, uh, and uh, the Super Bowl, you know, he and even in the playoffs, you know, he was only he was only throwing a total of like almost 15 passes in those in that playoff run. So to me, I I mean, yeah, there's not really much out there. So we might be. Uh, stuck uh, with him for maybe one more year unless we do it via trade or but uh like you said 24 million for jimmy g that in the quarterback market that's not bad at all because i mean we have quarterbacks getting 35 40 million dollars a year so then i really have a problem if he was up there with them so but i mean i'll, I'll rock with jimmy g one more year you know because that's kind of what kind of kind of dealt play with the cards that were dealt um but i would but not be uh, sad to see him go. Um, where do I begin? Take your time. You start with a 24-9 record. You start from there. Well, what is the record with D Ford? I don't have that number in front of me. <laughs> They've only lost two games with D Ford. I'll give you. I'll give you that. They only played so, two games. Too. <laughs> so, what's a what's a record without D Ford? That's the question that we should be asking. Um, but no, in all seriousness. He is now. I, I catch a lot of you know, people listen to our podcast and, and they and they message me all the time saying that I'm not fair with James Garoppolo. Uh, a lot of my friends say I'm not fair with James Garoppolo. Um, I, I just think that the Niners are forced to settle uh, with James Garoppolo at quarterback this season. I'm almost to the camp of that he is going to be our quarterback, even if we draft a quarterback at uh in the first overall or not first overall in the first round uh i don't think that quarterback will get the playbook fast enough to surpass james garoppolo but i do think that they need to improve somewhere uh either if it's a backup or at the starting position um the point i was trying to make and i'm rambling a little bit is that james garoppolo is currently being paid exactly where he's at in the quarterback wheel He's got to be somewhere from the 14th to the 18th ranked quarterback. And that's me not even being a homer. Uh, that's just me. Because I don't – Jamal will tell you. Jamal bought me some socks at James Garoppolo, and I almost burned them. And this was, <laughs> like, this was like after the Super Bowl. This was like, you know, not even the time that he got hurt this season. And that's a big problem, man. Like, if your starting quarterback can't stay healthy, you're, you're setting your team back. And we've seen it, what, two seasons now? Um, the one season that he did stay healthy, we had a Super Bowl run, but 
Uh, a lot of people are saying that he led us to the Super Bowl, and that's not correct at all. You know, that defense was one of the best defenses that ever played football. And it's a shame that the Niners didn't win it because if they did, that's what, what everybody would be saying, that where would you rank this defense? You know what I mean? I don't know if the defense can ever get as well as it was back then, but he was carried by a defense. He was carried by a Debo. running game. Yeah, he was carried by a running game that really picked up during the playoffs uh, in most You know what I mean? And um, uh, the Vikings game alone, he only threw the ball like, what, eight times? I mean, I might be over-exaggerating on that number, but it was somewhere <laughs> where even if you didn't throw a pass that game, they wasn't going to stop the running game. And so he's being carried. I think the Niners, if they're going to be successful this season, he's going to be carried again. And then the way that they signed Trent Williams and they signed – uh, some other key pieces um, that could be very possible that the Niners can do another Super Bowl run with James Garoppolo being carried. I want to make that root. big mistake. Yeah, if he doesn't make that big mistake. He always has a Jimmy O'No throw, right? <laughs> it almost seems like every single game he doesn't see the sinking linebacker or he throws a ball that should have never been thrown. And I know that Jamal threw out his passing, uh, passer rating and all that, but when you got a play-action game like the uh, Niners got right now, uh, anybody will be well. Also, the one point that I want to bring up is that James Garoppolo has only been playing for like three seasons, so his passer rating is going to be a little higher than the rest. Uh, Steve Young, for the amount of years that he played, having the number one passer rating in the franchise is pretty impressive. But like I said, I am coming into the camp of we're going to be stuck with James Garoppolo if I like it or not, and I want to be able to support him, but he's got, he's got to prove it to me. You know, uh, He's got to stay healthy. And he's got to cut down the turnover uh, 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 turnover bug that he has. Even the good year that we had in the Super Bowl, he had almost 18 turnovers, fumbles, and interceptions. You can't be having that. Uh, he's got to bring the juice. Yeah. he's got. Well, that's the thing. He's got no juice. Everybody around him has to bring the juice. Yeah. So a lot of things have to happen right for James Garoppolo to be successful. Well, so that brings us to this offense so far. They re-signed all their important guys. They need to re-sign on defense. They secured Kyle Juszczyk, secured Trent Williams. Now with the number 12 pick, you can virtually do anything you want. Trade back. You can move up. You can go get a Jamar Chase high enough, or you can trade back and secure some more defense. So they're going in this knowing Jimmy G's our guy. We're going to surround him with as many weapons as possible, unless we decide to pull the trigger and get Deshaun Watson. But 2021, it's going to be the Jimmy G, whether we like it or not. Right. You know, I completely agree with you, but you dropped the uh, a line in there. If I like it or not, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that brings us to the rookies, and man, it's kind of like there, there's, there's always going to be a good rookie, right? There's always going to be somebody that's good. There's your your top four guys, which is going to be Trevor Lawrence, who's going to go number one, right? And then you you got uh, Fields. He's going to be either two or three. And then you got um, old boy from BYU, uh, Wilson. He's Zach Wilson. Either, yeah, Zach Wilson. He's going to be either two or three. And then you got the athletic dude, Trey Lance, who played D. Is Are they considered D2, Chris? I think it's a uh, division double uh, uh, A. Yeah, uh, one double A. Yeah, one double yeah. A. So they're division one, but they're one double A. Yeah. Um, considered division one athlete. Uh, he could have played Division One safety for any college he liked, but he wanted to stay quarterback, and that's the only school that offered him. Uh, and then, and then you got a bunch of guys that are kind of question marks. Even those four guys are question marks always, right? Uh, Jamal, is there anybody in this draft that you like 
I mean, I got a couple guys I like, but um, is it realistic? Probably not. I mean, I'm a huge Justin Fields fan. Yeah. That same old of Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray. And that's the direction NFL is going into. So if he were to slip to anywhere from like six to 10, I would definitely make some phone calls, see if we can pull him up. Um, that as well as Trey Lance. If either of those guys are in that uh, six to 10 area, I'm moving up for either one of those dudes. And then uh, a real late guy, sixth, seventh round, I'm looking at Ian Book from Notre Dame as uh, just a developmental beast, you know, accurate guy, mobile, good size. But, um, he be maybe like a CJ Beathard, honestly. Chris, is there anybody that you like in the draft? Uh, you mentioned a lot of them. So, like I said, I'm going to do one that's kind of might be a, a sleeper. You know, might might be a, a better Jimmy G, you know. Uh, Kyle Trask from Florida. I like him. Uh, kind of the same kind of the dynamic that uh, Jimmy G kind of brings. Surrounded by athletes, kind of just uh, distributing the ball, let them uh, short passes and, you know, a couple of deep shots. Let his receivers do uh, do most of the work. And he has good size. So that's kind of like the mold of the quarterback that uh, the opposite of what's uh, trending right now, but can't go wrong with a good pocket passer. Yeah. I mean, it's got pro- it just got proven, you know, with Tom, Tom Brady's. Not athletic, but, I mean, if you can uh, – Decide, you know, make quick decisions and, you know, have good footwork, you'd be all right, too. <laughs> oh, man, I wish I could be all right playing quarterback in the league right now. But uh, Trask has a lot of cousins in him, and everybody knows the man crush that Shanahan has on cousins. But like Jamal was saying, the league is shifting, and you're trying to find your big athletic quarterbacks, and there is one out there in Killing Mund. Um, if you look at my Twitter timeline, if you look at the tweet, I've been on the Kellerman bandwagon for even before this college football season. Uh, Jamal would back me up with that. I liked him last season. I think uh, him orchestrating Jimbo Fisher's um, offense is something that should be not frowned upon. I think Jimbo uh, Jimbo's offense is pretty complicated. And if you go watch that bowl game, he was consistently putting his team in the right positions. If it was audibly into a run play or if it was audibly into a better play, uh, he was he, he was the maestro of that offense, and he made the whole thing work. I like, I like what uh, I've seen on Twitter the last few weeks is that he's, his whole receivers core, the four years that he's been at Texas A&M, none of them have been drafted. So for him to put up the numbers that he has and had the successes that he's had without throwing to an NFL target is very impressive. But I need to uh, put a little asterisk on that because they got a little scat back. Well, not a little scat back. He's like a Debo Samuel type of build. And I'm forgetting his name, but he's, he wears number zero last season. And that guy is a really good football player. And he's been playing with uh, Munn for two seasons now. Um, so, But to have only one guy on your whole uh, college career that can say that's an NFL caliber player is pretty impressive. The only thing about him is he throws like RoboCop. Uh, I don't know if the young ones will get that reference of RoboCop. Uh, Chris, you remember RoboCop, don't you? Oh, yeah, that's classic right there. All right, thank good, you. Good movie. At least my co host know what RoboCop I say, is. man, I'd say the young viewers out there go check it out. <laughs> yeah, the, old, the old RoboCop, not, not the one with Samuel L. Jackson. You got the, the old one. Yeah, old one, old one, the original. But uh, yeah. he's very robotic-like in his um, – He's oil. He's stiff. Um, so, but, Jamal, do you remember Aaron Rodgers in uh, at Cal? 
Yeah, I know he had to redo his his uh, mechanics when he got drafted. Right, so right. It's a project. Right, exactly. So the point I'm making is that Aaron Rodgers, once upon a time, threw exactly like uh, Kellen Munn does. Super robotic, super uh, try to bring the ball to your ear, old school type of way. Um, and so it can be done. But the thing is that Aaron Rodgers, even though he was drafted in the first round, late first round, um, he did change it, his mechanics up, but it took him a while to get his mechanics down. He had to sit behind Brett Favre. I think Kellen Mund will be the same thing. And so I'm hearing things like um, he's going to get drafted in the first round. Are you hearing that too, Jamal? Yeah, that's that's Chris Sims, punk ass, just doing this nonsense, man. I don't but, know top five, but that dude's got to shut his mouth. No, but I mean, <laughs> hey, dude, Chris Sims, he has been right about everybody we've been drafted in the first round. Like yeah, I'll admit, he had a couple of good quarterbacks. What was the uh, 18 or 19 draft? The uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson up there. But, yeah, and Mahomes uh, also, right? Now that Trubisky, that the year that Trubisky got drafted, he said that Trubisky doesn't have a first round grade, and he was right about that also. But Chris Sims is uh, Kyle Shanahan's boy. I think, I think Kyle Shanahan or is it? Chris they play Sims? in Texas. Yeah, but one of them has their number tattooed on them. I think Chris Sims has Kyle Shanahan's football number tattooed on him. Wow, that's a lot of love, man. Yeah. Yes, you only get a uh, tattoo your number on me. Uh, we both share the same number of 24. Uh, so it'll work out. But, it'll work out. But, Chris, you're in the same boat as me that we had 24 before Kobe did. I would never get 24 now because of Kobe. But back when I played, Kobe was wearing number eight. Um, yeah, and he, and he had a fro. And he had a fro. <laughs> but uh, uh, RIP Kobe, though. Uh, That's right. Black even though, even though I Kobe's one of those players that when he played, I hated, but then after he retired, he was like, all right, you got to respect them. Oh, yeah, because that's, I mean, we're, we're Warrior fans, man. You know, that's back in the, you know, we believe era yeah. where he was dropping like 30, 40 on us. Yeah. Monte Ellis, you know. Yeah. No, okay, but uh, back to the Niners. Um, yes. Yeah, so Kellen Munn is, there's no way that he could get drafted in the first round. I wouldn't even draft him in the second round. Maybe third with our compensation pick, definitely in the fourth if he's there. Because this is a guy that you're going to have to work with building his mechanics back up. And you're asking if you tear down his mechanics, what does he bring? He brings smarts. He brings strength. He brings accuracy. He brings leadership. And he's just a big old athletic dude. Um, so that's, I mean, there's not very many quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, this kind of sucks for the Niners. Uh, if they were drafting next season, I think there's about 10 to 15 quarterbacks that might get drafted next season. So uh, it sucks for the Niners that they – might have to pick a uh, quarterback in this draft. But then again, like Jamal says, they might trade back and uh, draft a corner or something. Um, is there anybody – or you know, Jimmy G's a free agent in 2023, so it's not like he's around for another five-plus years. Right. So they can definitely draft a quarterback next season too. Um, Jamal, is there anybody that you like in free agency? <laughs> nah, uh, absolutely not. And I think all these quarterbacks are being paid crazy. I think Fitzmagic and Andy Dalton getting ten million per year as a backup quarterback. Tyrod got more. Well, he's gonna be the starter in Houston. Yeah, no, that's true. I just he'll be a backup by season season starts though. He's trash. Who Tyrod? <laughs> oh, I'm talking about uh, Dalton and Fitzmagic. Oh uh, no, yeah, I said oh, well, Tyrod. Cool. Uh, Tyrod was a name that I wanted in the beginning of the offseason that I seen how much he got paid, and I was like, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, we got Josh Johnson. We're good. Yeah, Josh Johnson. Uh, Chris, 
is there anybody in free agency that you like? Nah, not really. I mean, people are saying we're kind of linked to, you know, uh, you know, I know a guy that knows a guy, but I don't know about <laughs> this guy. Uh, said, uh, don't uh, say it. Sam Darnold, I guess. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say I, Flacco. I, 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 had to, I had to bring it up. I mean, you know, but I, I to me personally, uh, he can stay where he's at. I mean, a lot of people are high on him. I'm like, uh, I'd rather still what we got. Or uh, if anything, draft draft a uh, quarterback. But no, there's no, the market's been hit already. It's like, shoot, you went Black Friday shopping and you late. You went, uh, <laughs> you went the next day and all the stuff is hit. All the TVs so, are gone, huh? Yeah, it's like you only want a 32 inch TV. I'm cool. <laughs> um, 50. Jamal, so Chris talked about it on Sam Donald. The only that way that we probably get him is a trade. There is a trade option that you like. What is it? It's it's the only trade option, honestly. And I think it makes everybody happy. Um, and that would be giving up three first round picks, maybe a fourth, and go gain Deshaun Watson. I know it sounds crazy. But um, you got to remember, with Deshaun Watson, you're drafting a number 32 for the next three years in a row. If right. he even plays, though, Who what's the playing? odds of him playing? I'm not getting into all the the, uh, the legal stuff. I mean, this is just all allegations right now. We're not getting into anything. But um, as a football, I'm sorry, as a football player, I would give up that kind of a package to bring in Deshaun Watson. I mean. But I mean, you got. I mean, we we just talked about like James Garoppolo. The best ability is availability. But like, if Deshaun Watson is going through his things, like, okay, okay this is worst case scenario. Or I mean, I mean going on. best case scenario, right? Let's just say everything that's happening, all the accusations and all that is proven false. Um, still, though, it's like, how long is that going to take? You know what I mean? He's going to have to go to court. They're going to have to do. Uh, whatever they have to do to get through court, present all the facts and all that kind of good stuff. The lawyers, are, yeah, the deposition, the lawyers that who are pressing the charges, they're gonna try to milk it for everything they can for FaceTime and publicity. You know, what I mean, hard earned tax dollars, right? Hard earned tax dollars wasted, right? Just or not wasted. I mean, if it's true, it's not wasted, right? No, it's um, true. No, no, yeah, no. It's definitely, I don't want to say. I hopefully, you know, it's not true, but right. you know, if it is, I. Send my condolences to the families. Yeah, well said. But it's kind of like, do we even want to be a part of that? You know what I mean? Like, is he that great of a football player? I mean, okay. okay. Yes, he is. Is, <laughs> he, is, is he? Why are we having this conversation? Are you going to accept the baggage? We're accepting the baggage. There's no baggage, accept- though. I mean, it's just, this came out this year, and we don't even know if these allegations are true or not. This could be the Houston Texans just doing these crazy-ass allegations. I mean, no, that's that's definitely a possibility. Let's get into it. Like, okay, let's get into it a little bit. So the lawyer that's pressing the chargers is McNair's family. The McNair, the the McNair that owned it, he passed away. So I think like the daughter or the wife or somebody's uh taking over the franchise, right? Yeah. The fam the lawyer that's pressing charges is used to be the neighbor of the McNair family and a family friend. So it's kind of like you could very easily see that this was all made up and that these you never heard not. anything about Deshaun Watson. Everybody said he was a nice guy. You know, he's always doing stuff for the community. I think he gave his first game check away. Yeah, he's been nothing but a class act so far in the league. Yeah, so all of a sudden, to me, this, uh, this is like out of left But even, but this brings some type of baggage, though. You think Jed York is going to go with it? That's the main question. 
I don't know about this one, man. It's, it's a lot. There's it's, it's a lot of there's a lot of exes coming back for you from the past. <laughs> I mean, dude, this, I mean, it's, it's up to like I think like fifteen. Fifteen, uh, yeah, they're up to yeah, they're up to there. Fifteen somewhere around. They said there's like ten more. I'm like, yeah. sheesh. Like, I'm yeah. hoping these allegations aren't true. If it did, if it did really did happen, then he's a scumbag. Yeah. You know, regardless, For, you can't do that. Yeah. But as a football player, he's a next level. He's a top five quarterback, if not top three. Yeah, you already know he's proven. That's, that's I don't think that's, I don't see that's the thing. I don't think he's a top five. He is nope. a top five quarterback. Yeah, and if you're given the appropriate weapons and the appropriate quarterback in the right system with the solid O line, he's gonna oh, he'll be I a beast star offense. All right, this is, all right, look, this is this is a quarterback show, okay? So we could get into it. Mahomes, right? Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Jamal Shaking is it? Maybe not uh, Russell Wilson, because they try I mean, to let him cook. Top five. I mean Okay, I give me your top go... five. Give me your top well, he's five. He's a winner. I give Russell Wilson his biggest attribute is he's a winner. He's a give winner. Me, give yeah. me your top five, Jamal. Floor is yours, top five right now. I'll rock my head, put him on the spot. I'm gonna go Mahomes, <laughs> Rodgers, Watson, Brady, and Josh Allen. Chris, Chris, who's your top five? Um, uh, like I said, Mahomes. I'm going uh, Rodgers. Um, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to throw Watson in there too. Honestly, Watson, yeah. and then you know, I like um, what's my guy? He's a. Uh, I like Lamar Jackson, man. Even though he he can't really, he's just he's working on his uh, passing game, but. I think he's gonna eventually get over the hurdle. This is a quarterback show, not a running back show. <laughs> no, okay, look, okay. Now that you guys say it, and it, I kind of talked it out loud, Watson is definitely a top five quarterback. I'll give you that. He's um, he's arguably top three. I wouldn't put him in top three, but he's top five. Now Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson struck. He what sucks for him? He has Greg Roman. Greg Roman is an absolute worst yeah, OC in the in the league. I mean, he's running a high school defense out there. They're running a spot corner. They're running smash and flood over and over again. What do you expect Lamar Jackson to do against, like, defenses that are, like, built by rocket scientists? You know what I mean? You got Greg Roman over here running a high school offense. You can't have Lamar Jackson just sit back there and just looking at the corner route, and it's not open ever. You know what I mean? It's not his fault. I think Lamar Jackson could be a lot better with a better OC, but that's a different pod for a different fan base, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm just, you know, they're, they're, they're young quarterbacks, you know, that's the new crop of quarterbacks that, uh, you know, like how it was like, uh, you know, Eli, Ben, uh, Ben, you know, uh, Brady, Manning, you know, Breeze, you know, this is the next generation, you know, yeah. Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Watson, you know, Josh Allen, those, those are the ones, uh, you know, five, ten years from now that, you know, those are the ones that are going to, yeah, some are Hall of Famers, some didn't live up to the hype, you know. So I'm just, we're okay. So, so my question is, does Sam Darnold fit that mold of like mm. a Josh Allen? Can he improve with weapons around him, with an offensive line that's very, very good with the Niners? You got a very good wide receiver core. You have a very great offensive play caller. Now, notice I didn't say head coach because he has yet to prove himself to be a head coach, but he's a great offensive play caller. Can Sam Darnold be a Josh Allen in this system? I would I wouldn't be opposed to it, you know. Uh I see what he did at USC, you know, it was rounded like you know, talent like that, and he looked pretty good. Um, I just think with the Jets, he was kind of playing with both hands tied behind his back, you know, he didn't really get too much uh support, you know, because he has he had moments where he uh he looked apart and then he had moments where he was seeing ghosts. So it's kind of, you know, up and down. But 
I'll be I'll be down for you know Sam Darnold, but I wouldn't give up uh, my whole farm for him though. To me, I'd he, I'd give up like a third round pick maybe, and maybe throw in like a Jimmy Garoppolo just on some strength. But uh, um, I'm I'm a little uh, hot and cold on Sam Darnold, but I mean. I'm a, this is a guy who doesn't, you know, thinks we need to upgrade our quarterback position. So, uh, to me, that might be an upgrade. I think it fits our system. I mean, with Sam, you, you get flashes of, like, how he was uh, you know, top overall pick at USC. And then you have times that he just runs around like a maniac, doesn't see the linebacker cutting underneath, and throws a pick six. So, I think under a Kyle Shanahan type of scheme and offense, he could benefit, especially with the, the play action passes. I think that's yeah. him as well. With our system, uh, it's a very quarterback-friendly uh, system. You know, if you do the right things and you bring in, like, a little added extra bonus to uh, to our offense, I mean, you can strive in it. Because, I mean, even mediocre quarterbacks have moments where they're, uh, they, they, they show, like, okay, you're pretty good. So, like I said, Sam Darnold, I think, is the next tier up above, you know, mediocre, unless he's an elite superstar. But he would be able to be a smart guy, pick up the system, and – yeah, he's sneaky athletic, you know, he can on those bootlegs pick up a first down if we need it on a third or fourth uh down. So that's all I want to say about, you know, Sam Darnold. No, it's good points. All of it's good points. I think the point that I want to make is that I wouldn't give up anything higher than a third round, like Jamal said. Also, I wouldn't give up Jimmy Garoppolo. I would bring in Darnold as the backup till he can win the job. You know what I mean? I'd make it Jimmy G's job until Sam Darnold pushes it. Um, I just don't think there there's a Mitch Trubisky factor in him. You, you guys understand what I'm saying? Where he's athletic, he's strong, but can he be a franchise quarterback? You know what I mean? This whole pod is talking about quarterbacks, and we like to end the show in a memory of the quarterbacks, and we, we kicked around a few ideas, and – this is what it means to be a Niner fan, especially a Niner fan at our age. You know, I mean, everybody talks about the catch, but it's one of those things that we studied in a book and we never lived it. You know what I mean? Even when Steve Young won his uh, Super Bowl, we were, what, five, six, four years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a hell of a game. I remember it like it <laughs> was yesterday. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember, uh, I remember exactly where we were. Uh, I just remember being like five years old. Um but we wanted to talk about uh, – we had, like, a little playoff drought. I mean, Alex Smith took us to the playoff, but we really didn't make noise, I mean, until this guy showed up to the scene. Uh, Alex Smith took us to the NFC Championship game, but we barely put through for, like, 100 yards with them. Um, but when Colin Kaepernick against the Green Bay Packers. Jamal, where were you and uh, what were you doing or when – Oh, you know, hang at home with the with the family. Um, I think he just took over Alex Smith, so half the family was pulling for Alex Smith. I was pulling for Colin Kaepernick, and um, you know, that 181 yards he ran, a quarterback record. Uh, that was just great athletic plays by him, and also a, a defense had no idea how to defend it. And um, we kind of thought, hey, this could be the the guy. This is going to be the next. Next quarterback, I mean, it was Russell Wilson, but we thought Colin Kaepernick was going to take us to the promised land. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was one of our lone highlights from the quarterbacks the last 10, 12 years. 
I was watching the game with uh, some friends. Uh, we were, I think we did, might have did oysters that night. Um, we were having a good time, uh, especially because that game was exciting from the beginning to the end. You know, especially for us, we were all uh, all cheering and everything like that. When he had that long run, and he just looked like a deer on the highway twenty four. You know, right? You just watch out for that because he was just galloping. He was. Uh, it was that was a hell of a performance. And I kind of, I kind of put him the uh, right on center stage, where you know, and that's when he did the, the dab, or you want to call it the, the Kaepernick, you know, just bam, kiss, kiss the bicep. Yeah, I mean, I that was a another good night for us, man. It was a nice, you know, it was a nice uh, win, and when, it, when you can always beat the Packers, you know, because growing up as a kid, the Packers used to always give it to us, it's so it's always nice to stick it to them. I might, I might not be remembering this correctly, but I think on the first drive, he threw a pick six, right? I think he did. Right. So he threw a pick <laughs> six, and then he comes back to second drive, and I was just like, dang, man, how he's going to respond. And he responded beautifully. He threw a he scramble to his left, threw a fadeaway shot up to uh, Frank Gore, and Frank Gore ended up running into the touchdown. And then after that, they were going back and forth a little bit, him and Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Colin Kaepernick was matching him pass for pass. And then – of course, the the uh, the read option that he ran, that Charles Woodson came into the box and he outran Charles Woodson and everybody else. But everybody forgets how well he was throwing in that game. Also, I just think he's throwing uh, darts. Yeah, he was throwing darts and he was throwing Vernon Davis on those on those posts and Crabtree underneath. And um, Bolden was on the team, correct? Or no, it was no on that the team. year after year after. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it was just. Um, it was like magical to watch because I think everything that the the quarterback position is now, I don't think that ever would happen without Colin Kaepernick. You know, I think after that, everybody was looking for the next Kaepernick and now it turned into like, you know, what Mahomes is. I think Kaepernick definitely opened up. I mean, there's always been like Randall Cunningham and athletic guys. Right. But I just don't think there was like a dual threat like Colin Kaepernick. Till he came and he had yeah, his... he wasn't a scrambler, he was just a runner, right? Kind of fell apart from Wilson at the time, right? Exactly, yeah, that's, that's when they were neck and neck. That's when they were both at their beginning of their careers and they were trying to see which one's going to be the better one, what's going to pop, yeah. right? But then it goes back to uh, Greg Roman, and we got down as that fourth, for, uh, that red zone against the Ravens and didn't want to give the ball back to Frank Gore. Dumbass. The truth you should give it to the inconvenient truth. Yeah, but Colin Kaepernick, if you're listening, we appreciate you everything that you've done for us at the uh, franchise of the 49ers and what you've gone on to do after uh, your football career into your new career. You're an example to me, and I appreciate you, especially the games that you had against Green Bay. I don't think you ever lost to Green Bay. No, I think torched them both. Uh, was it twice, two or three times they played? So they played twice in the in the playoffs. And he beat them twice. He beat them once. It's like negative eight degrees. He was just wearing a jersey, nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, sleeves, kissing his bicep. I was in, a, I was in a Burbank Airport watching that game. Yeah, that and then he had beat them in a regular season game where Clay Matthews uh, cheap shotted him. You guys remember that one? Yeah, Joe. Oh Taylor yeah, yeah. Back. What do you say? Joe Staley had his back on that one. Yeah, Joe. Well, Joe Staley always had his back. I, I know a guy who knows a guy. Uh, when Kyle Kaepernick had took his knee, um, some of the 49ers uh, 
locker room. You know what I mean? You got to mix. You got mixed people in the locker room, with different beliefs and all that. Didn't like what uh, Colin Kaepernick had stood for. And Joe, uh, Joe Staley stepped in and fought a guy that played left guard next to him for Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I won't say any names. And whooped his butt. Yeah, that's what that's why I hear that. I know a guy who knows a guy told me that Joe Staley handled that business. And so shout out to Joe Staley. Always a man. Um, anything else you guys want to bring up? No. Uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, we're oh, yeah, we can't leave. We haven't touched that one yet. Yeah, we can't leave the show without saying Joe Flacco, dude. If the Niners get Joe Flacco, look, here's my thing. And this is all seriousness, right? And uh, as soon as you said Joe Flacco, I started laughing, right? But if the Niners get Joe Flacco, they're taking the backup situation at the 49ers. They're not taking it seriously, and they don't understand the mistakes they made in the past. That's what that shows me. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, no Flacco. No, I'm good. Rather Josh Johnson. Yeah. No, definitely. Jamal, how you feel about Joe Flacco? Uh, I hate Joe Flacco. He beat us in the Super Bowl, so I'm forever going to hate his face. He could be the yeah. nicest guy in the world. I hate his face. Dude, he literally had one game, and it was against us. No, he had a cool playoff run. He was he was in Fuego on that little playoff no, run. No, he got hell lucky. He got hell lucky against the Broncos. Yeah, hell, Mary. Can, what do you do? Knock it down. Everybody try to pick it. Just knock it down. Just knock yeah. it down. Looking lean. <laughs> Looking lean. All right, but with that, Joe Staley, why don't you take us out? Montana. How's it going? Jimmy Tom Sula, Jimmy Tom Sula, open up my shirt like Jimmy Tom Sula, got the gold chain on like Jimmy Tom Sula.